Everybody, this is Too Much Movie Night, the podcast where we dive headfirst into the silver screen and rate our films on the Too Much Meter. Join your hilarious host Brian, JJ, you some bitch pile monkey nuts, and Steve. <laughs> I didn't have a corn. <laughs> All along as we dissect, debate, and dish out cinematic hilarity that'll leave you rolling in the aisles. Buckle up, grab your popcorn, and get ready for a movie podcast that's packed with laughs, entertainment, and a few bad jokes. <laughs> This is Too Much Movie Night. Guys, you ready for And the listen, yes, yes. I love it. It's time travel week. We're going back to the 70s. <laughs> sort of. What do you mean sort of? They make a we're going time back, machine. We're going back to the 2000s, and then we're going back to the 70s. The 70s. That's right. We know all it's it's this is a fun ride. Oh man, I, I I'm so excited we finally got this on the on the board. Austin Powers has been a a staple of mine. Horrible movies, funny movies, wherever you sit on this scale, this is a movie that it needs to be watched and God we need to talk about it, guys. <laughs> we definitely do need to talk about it. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> so Austin Powers Gold member is going to be the third in Mike Myers uh Austin Powers trilogy that he's got. Uh, he plays half the characters in this one. It seems like he yes. takes over a new character every single movie. He uh, he's up to four. We got Beyonce in this. It's mm. a winner right there. You know, in the singing, we got Michael Caine, the legend, Seth Green, the asshole, and then you know Vern Troyer. Who can't go wrong there? And I mean, what, what is a two thousand movie without without Tom Cruise? I mean, this obviously is a Tom Cruise movie too. You know, so this is his second best movie of all time, <laughs> behind Tropic Thunder. Hands down. I was going to wait till we got into that, but yes, absolutely, Steve. <laughs> Tom Cruise crushed it. That's awesome. <laughs> well, it's the only time he can actually look big is when he's got an a, a mini- evil <laughs> villain like Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. So true. <laughs> but with this movie coming out, <laughs> this movie comes out in 2002, uh, being, uh, what, 11 at the time, I didn't see this in theaters, but I did see it shortly <clears throat> after. I gotta say, I didn't like this movie when I first saw it. As I've talked about before, I don't like these movies with excess singing in them, this weird intro. I don't think I quite understood what a parody was either at this point in my life. So this movie was very hard for me to consume as a kid, uh, but I did fall in love with it in the back half of high school into college. Uh, JJ, tell me about it. What's your first experience with this movie? Uh, so we actually showed this at the uh, good old Varsity Theater back in the day. Of course, of course. Um, so I got to watch it twice in a weekend, and I was 12 years old and didn't get half of the comedy. Um, didn't really understand most of it because I was a good child. Good wholesome boy. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but uh, ate his vegetables home before the streetlights came on. The usual, mm-hmm. the usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never causing any trouble. But I will say that uh, I I have watched this movie religiously ever since, and now I understand the comedy, and I absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. 
Well, Steve, give us your first interaction with this movie. So very first interaction, when did this come out? 2002. Um, so we were, I was in the mix, the, in the midst of, let's say, um, not being able to, or, or we were stuck in, in, in our, in our hooches, let's say like, you know, we were, we were doing these things it was after nine 11, we didn't really go out too much within our, our alert facilities. So this became what we called a hooch movie for us. So, so we was, we would watch this and watch this continuously immediately for the next few years i did not uh you know we didn't go anywhere without somebody quoting this movie <laughs> so yeah baby yeah baby he's just like god <laughs> it was like enough already i love gold make <laughs> <it>. <laughs> you name it. it was like oh god anywhere we went make it <laughs> it was uh, yeah but uh it got um it definitely got overplayed a lot i mean so the first year that it was out, I saw it probably 30 times, unfortunately. And uh, yes. Oh, my God. It was ridiculous. For sure. I want to see the uh, trailer, though. Well, who doesn't? Let's get that rolling. Yeah. Alyssa? <laughs> he is brilliant. He is deadly. And he is still surrounded by frickin' idiots. Think. This summer, I am a sexy beast. Secrets will be revealed. Lower the globe. Lower the globe. Oh, oh. I'm okay. I'm okay. Release the meteor. Oh, no way. Raise the bomb. <laughs> One of our best agents has been kidnapped. It's your father. An evil pact. Who has my father? The aptly named Gold Member. A dangerous mission. Where can I find this Gold Member? 1975. He is, ladies and gentlemen. It's Gold Member. I am from Holland. Oh. Isn't that weird? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. A foxy partner. Oh. Cleopatra, and I'm a whole lot of women. <laughs> a family secret. Dad, hello, son. Your spy car's a mini. It's not the size, mate. It's how you use it. <laughs> now it's time to face the truth. We've been trying for years to get a mole inside Doctor Evil's lab, and here he is. So you're the mole. Nice to mole you. Meet you. I said mole. Stop. Mole. Bye. Mole. On July 26th. Right on, sugar. Can you keep a secret? Molly, 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 molly. New Line Cinema presents. Oh, I'd like to have a go with that, Philly. Shut your mouth. Mike Myers. I haven't laughed that hard since I was a little girl. Thank you. Introducing Beyonce Knowles. Huh? And Michael Caine. You know, all kids are different, eh? For example, Minnie Me loves chocolate. Scotty do. So we're gonna do this. Scotty do. Ha ha. How about you, Oh, you're like I don't get it. How about you, Dory? What do you? How about you, Dory? Oh. oh. Honestly, Charles. Look, I don't. Can we just comb your lips? Just sit right here, Scotty do. Austin Powers in Gold Member. <laughs> <laughs> Opens July 26th. In 2002, from his lair behind the Hollywood sign, Dr. Evil unveils to number two, Mini-Me, Frau, and Scott Evil that his plan for world domination is to travel back in time to 1975 
and partner with the Dutch gold-obsessed Johan van der Smoot, who, after losing his genitalia in a smelting accident, is known by the alias Goldmember. Goldmember develops a power unit for a tractor beam, which Dr. Evil intends to use to pull a meteor into the Earth. Austin Powers and the Ministry of Defense invades the lair and arrests Dr. Evil and Mini-Me. Queen Elizabeth knights Austin for his service, but Austin is disappointed when his father, the famous Nigel Powers, does not attend the event. During an after-party, Basil informs Austin that Nigel has been kidnapped, and the only clue is that the crew from his yacht have had their genitalia painted gold. <laughs> it's an unfortunate smelting accident. <laughs> God. <laughs> I think this is one of so I don't know if I can actually say I'm a fan of Mike Myers. <clears throat> I love the Shrek and the Shrek franchise. I like the Austin Power franchise. Where are you guys at on this? Like are you guys you know, big natural Mike Myers fans? Steve seeing him SNL growing up a little bit more? Where, where yeah. So y- yes, more of a I, I can appreciate Mike Myers. Uh, you know, with a lot of because you say, I mean, the longevity of stuff that he's had, the Shrek, the um, the Wayne's World, the Austin Powers, the other stuff that he did too with the So I Married an Axe Murderer, axe murderer um, yeah. which was actually pretty good too. You know, he's he's had a, he's had great success doing so much stuff. I would guess yeah, I, I would call I, myself a fan. I I would have to agree. Like growing up, I've always like watched Wayne's world and you know, then Austin powers, Shrek, all of those started happening. I mean, in all honesty, other than inglorious bastards, I really, I've never seen. So I married an ax murder or anything like that, but like, I couldn't tell you any of his other movies, but it seems like everything. Oh yeah. Cat in the hat. I fucking (laughs) love cat in the hat. I used to quote the (laughs) shit out of that too. Um, Damn, I forgot about that one. But, I mean, really, like, all of his movies, or all of his popular movies anyway, all have multiple, you know, trilogies or whatever. Like, he's he's there for the long haul, and everybody quotes his movies. For sure. Like, for sure. he is a staple in almost every household because of something he said in one of his movies from our i say between my generation and y'all's generation right from for sure you know, there's going to be a big cutoff right past the millennial generation. yes right past y'all and then before my before my time when people didn't you know like the, the people weren't watching saturday night live you know much people much older than me my parents didn't ever care to watch saturday night live you know they didn't see him they didn't get his humor either you know and so yeah you know but uh so definitely like I think like our generations between mine and y'all's is where is where he really kind of shines with the stuff. So, well, I mean, I, I can remember in college, you know, people dressing up for as, you know, Wayne and Garth yeah, for Halloween and stuff like that. And now mm. those same people are dressing <clears throat> their young kids up as Wayne and Garth. And they have no idea. They have no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously the toddlers don't know, but, but I mean, how cute is it? You're handing candy out and here comes a little Garth running up to you. Be like, you can throw some candy his way. Kind of yeah. thing. You know, a lot of yeah. the references are very dated, very like, as I was watching the movie, I was like, wow. Yeah. You really wouldn't get that unless you were alive during some of these times right. or you're an avid nineties movie watcher. Right. You know? Yeah. 
yeah. uh, it, it was interesting to see kind of how the money seemed to be like divvied up throughout the whole process. So how much do you think that they like cost or charge? I mean, like Brittany, hey, you sing a song and then we're going to have machine guns come out of your tits and then blow so your head up. That was all her. I guess she really. So I saw an interview with Beyonce and Beyonce said like Brittany desperately wanted to be a part of the movie and to be a fembot to shoot bullets out of her tits. So right, like, I guess she was hard. all about that, all about being in. I mean, this is before she shaved her head. So, yeah. <laughs> This was in the process of going, you know, yeah. off the deep end. This is the, we're, we're on the downhill slope. Yep. Uh, but, I mean, you, you have to respect the fact that they they did do that to kind of, you know, like you said, legitimize the whole deal. But I'm sure they also got paid because every time you see a cell phone, you know, Motorola is flashed oh. everywhere across the screen. Dude, this, this movie was terrible with like product placement the mini oh, the jaguar the you know the taco bell in the prison you name it i mean it was like this was all about the freaking uh uh product placement yeah i gotta say i was i was laughing whenever kevin spacey pops up as dr evil and i was like man that aged well <laughs> 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 How did you like the, that intro? Like this whole musical montage they had going on. Quincy Jones coming oh, in. Oh, that was another one. Like, Quincy Jones is like, come on, man. <laughs> I forgot. It was almost over the top because it was one of those, like, each one of those little scenes. I wish we could have, like, slashed a, a fraction off of each one of those little mon because it was long. It was, it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but. Well, I was going to say, I, I love how blatantly obvious it is that they switch Mike Myers out with a stunt double whenever, you know, they're like doing flips down the red carpet. And then like all of a sudden it's like, okay, movie magic, bring him in. And he's like, but he's like, out of breath oh. the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love that they did that, but I will agree. It was like, all right, this is a little long. Let's, let's, yeah. let, let's speed up the. I, I agree. You know, we need to need that whole thing, just like the whole, but it's like the, the dancing, the singing. I mean, this could have been under a musical, right? We, we had at least, yeah. at least two, two songs and, uh, and then many dance scenes. So that could have sped up a little bit more, but I think that, I think because the story, <laughs> the story of this movie was so fucking shallow and, and just so super, I mean, just superficial and shallow that there had to be, we're going to draw out everything because everything was drawn out like so yeah, long sure. to squeeze in an hour and 34 minutes. But mm -hmm. you, I, I, you have to appreciate the small little moments, um, you know, during the dancing in the rain scene, all of a sudden now Mike Myers is wearing a tutu. You see Austin Powers like wearing a pink tutu and dancing in the rain. And then when he meets Brittany, he all of a sudden has that Brittany like little hair piece on and they start slapping each other oh, the to the beat sales. of the song. <laughs> and like, it's those little tiny scenes that I always remember and just like will randomly pop into my head when I see something and I just like start to giggle. Yeah. Myself. I like, you're right. I like those little things too. But but then some of the scenes were like, you know, the 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 fountain scene where he's pissing and like he's just like, come on, man. Oh, the the Mr. Roboto, the subtitle. Yes, scene, that right? subtitle scene too. 
is that breaking the fourth wall? Is that, is that what they're doing in that process? Because that's what it feels like, but it's not really i don't know it's, it's sort of it's they're really like weird. talking to the audience and you know like yeah. no this is I, well they're not really talking to the audience so they don't really talk to the audience so i don't know if it's breaking the fourth well, wall because that's talking to the I audience mean, they, they're playing they, but you they, don't have they, subtitles they, in real life they definitely break the fourth wall several times because i mean you see it randomly throughout just the random looks where it's like he directly looks at the camera and makes eye contact. Thank you very much. All, uh, thank you. All <laughs> the characters do. Well, when he's half the character, the right? Is, yeah, it's what exactly. I'm doing. But, uh, thank you. I think Doctor Evil is his best character too. I think I like Doctor Evil the way he's played better than Austin Powers. Austin, pa I guess one of the hardest things with Austin Powers is he's this womanizer, but he's a fugly dude, kind of like the Chevy Chase thing. Like I just don't get it. I just don't. We need a list to pop in here and explain it to us. But like, <laughs> you're telling me all of these women it's, are just dripping all for this guy? Like, come on. It's no. it's the mojo, baby. And the accent. It's got to be the it's accent. It's not his looks or anything like that. It's the mojo. It's how he carries himself. Or and he's not the a way that they explain that it. The way that they explain it back in <laughs> International Man Mysteries, like basically his like the appeal sperm. Well, and, you know, they, they suck like the juice out of him. Like, we stole your mojo, Austin Powers. And it's like the but little like, floating male sex symbols floating around. He looks around like Teen Wolf with his shirt off. Like, I just don't get it. His teeth are just... I love that that's that, that. That's definitely the satire. But let's get into, let's talk about more of the um, kind of, you know, gold member. How are you going to have so many golden dick jokes or so many, like, like more screen time for Mike Myers in this film if you don't bring on another character? I love the Dutch bashing. The fact that my wife's Dutch, her whole family's Dutch, and they're very proud of that. I just calling her oh. a crazy Dutch bastard I mean, all the time or a freaky deaky Dutch. That's got to be Many one times. of the one of the most popular lines from this movie is "You crazy Dutch bastard!" Like, Faja. yeah, a further, a further. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. I just unfortunately, the time travel, which this movie is our time travel category, the time travel made no sense. It was. It usually doesn't. Well, I think that movies. some movies try to make it try to make it something like even Back to the Future. If I'm going to time travel, at least I'm time traveling right to the same place where I was, uh, you know, however many years later. But in this movie, they time but travel. You can't do that. You can't go back to the same place you were because once you go back, you have to go to an alternate time. Well, but we're not going to. Well, what I'm saying is that, well, is, no, that, is, that, is that they don't just like because when he time travels, he's at the Ministry of Defense time travel place, which I'm assuming is somewhere in the UK. But then they time travel back to the U.S. in New York, as, and where he pops up. Like, how did he not? How can you like pick the time? Pick the pick the place that you're going to time travel to. Also, that didn't make sense to me. That's why it's a car. You can drive wherever you need. <laughs> Except from England to it's the very U.S. Very simple. JJ, JJ, and I seem to get it. It's just, I mean, it's it's falling on different times here. So, I do this really cool thing when I watch movies. Turn off your brain. Um, I don't overthink them. 
Especially when it's a spoof. I'm comedy. not yeah. saying that, right? I'm not saying I get it. It's a time travel movie. I'm just saying you don't I wish you just said you didn't I get wish it. that the time travel would have at least sort of made sense. Or even the well, purpose even- of it. There is no reason for them to time travel. They had they, they had gold members plans, right? But yes, there's at least there was a reason to time travel. Fine, fucking time travel. But there's no reason to. And that was all. Well, they got to go get his father, who's back in time. Remember, that's the whole Where, reason he goes back. In time. Uh, right, I know that. But how did fucking Doctor? How did Goldmember get the time machine? If Doctor Evil never used the time machine to go back to get Goldmember, how did Goldmember get the time machine to come forward to take his father back in time? He Doctor Evil back went in back in time, built another time machine to go back to the future. I oh, thank you, and then <laughs> left that one. Left that time machine there for gold member. All right, let's slide into oh, number two. <laughs> this is fucking. This is hurting my head. <laughs> Austin seeks Doctor Evil's help to find the culprit, but the imprisoned Doctor Evil antagonizes Austin by reminding him that his father was also absent when he was given the title of International Man of Mystery during their academy graduation, an event that angered Doctor Evil due to him being the top of the class. He eventually tells him that Goldmember is behind the abduction, so Austin travels to 1975 and infiltrates Goldmember's roller disco club. He reunites with his former lover, FBI agent Foxy Cleopatra, who is undercover. Austin locates his father but is unable to rescue him, and Goldmember takes Nigel through Dr. Evil's time machine to 2002. Dr. Evil and Minnie Me instigate a riot into the prison, allowing them to escape. A British intelligent mole named Number Three informs Austin that Doctor Evil has moved to the new lair near Tokyo. I love the prison scene. That is so. Wait, which I one? Jay Z songs. Oh, the Hard Knock Life one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I guess the, the 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 scene where he sees Austin is funny too. Like I got very much the Magneto X Men vibes, yeah. despite I think that movie probably coming out the year after this. But that's what it felt like this overprotective security thing. We got the joke of like the door's not even fucking locked. <laughs> it's a warehouse with a fence in it. Like the weirdest yeah. fucking thing. Mid it's... mid story, he's taking a piss in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that that little shit, you know. It goes it like that whole stretch of scene in the second segment is probably my favorite part of the movie just because you go back you see young austin powers which i absolutely hate and you see young dr evil which i absolutely hate but then somehow the cupcake honestly <laughs> who throws the cupcake and it's just who, stuck to his head throws a cupcake? but i mean like the origin story doesn't really i think it could have been a lot more and you pr- it should have been a lot better than what it was but it was kind of just a quick snippet of a flashback i mean i i, because- I didn't mind it because i thought that it, like it, hey it showed them they went to the school together they knew each other they've known each other for a long time going to their international or the british intelligence school together um and so, you know, how they kind of, where they come from, that they were roommates. <laughs> Austin's still shagging the hot chicks, the hot French chicks, whatever, you know. Again, which I agree with you, Brian, ridiculous. His horrible <laughs> fucking sexual innuendos. No, horrible one, yes, absolutely. I understand, but I mean, that's that's what you're going to do. Like, you figure out time travel works, you're going to use it, unless your name is Doc. 
you're going to go back in the past and grab your loved ones and bring them to the future with you. Especially if you're well-established in the future like Austin Powers is. Absolutely. Maybe. But speaking of trying to make stuff fit, let's talk about Beyonce here. Oh, Did she God. fit in this movie? Because I feel like after watching Commando, she got the Aus or the Arnold Schwarzenegger treatment. We're going to minimize your lines because the acting's not great. But the singing's fun. You're a huge icon. We're going to bring you into something fun. But like, and we're just going to use you for like for like body 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 shots, right? We're going to show off the like the the the, the ab, your your abs, put you into into the Arnold Schwarzenegger that's routine. Right. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. Did she fit in this because movie? No. But did she did she excel in this movie? I would say she probably helped to make this movie better. She definitely with the cringy line she was given. It wasn't. Know, it was constantly. I don't know how she. It was constantly like sugar and. <laughs> yeah, I'm a whole, I'm a whole lot of yeah. Woman, that was know? so cringy. Uh, like but, only I mean, saying that to Michael Myers would make that be okay. Yeah, but I mean, you got to think about it. This was her first her first role movie. She's like I mean, go back in this. Go back to the trailer. They say introducing Beyonce Knowles. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, we know who that is. We all listened to TLC back in the day. No, she was Destiny's, part of Destiny's Child. Children. Destiny's Child. Well, she was well, one of the children. She was one of the children. Child, she is one of the children. You say SWV? I didn't listen to that much. Or TLC. Sister, TLC, sisters TLC. with voices or TLC. Tender loving hairs. I got. I, I have the other guys. Which check out our last episode or two episodes ago when we talk about that. Oh Jesus! But I've got that stuck on the brain. Anyway, I mean, you're going to obviously give a new actress a smaller part. She's already made her fame singing, so she wants to move into acting. We're going to give her a little bit of lines. but I actually don't know why she didn't get more roles after this. I thought she was great, actually. Go ahead. I'm sorry, JJ, please. I might have been just the music career, you know? Well, no, I was just going to say, like, this is also kind of an introduction into... Like, like you're seeing African-American culture move into this genre of movies, give or take, spy movies and stuff like that. You really don't see too much, you know, African-American activity in it. And I think this was kind of like a stepping stone into it that makes it pretty good. Right? We got people from all walks of life, whether it be short legs or long legs. They got, you know, Werner and... <laughs> Vernon Troyer. So, I, but honestly, Foxy Cleopatra is such a stupid, ridiculous name, but uh, it was, but for her, it worked. It did. Yeah. And I don't, but I hated, I fucking hated Goldmember. I, I've always hated Goldmember as a character. He's so fucking, he's he, so disgusting. He's terrible. So Fat Veer. Bastard, Fat Bastard was supposed to be the one that makes you fucking just cringe at everything. But everybody, but everybody loves him. He's everybody loves, loves fucking Fat hilarious. Bastard. Dude, you laugh at in there. everything he says. Like any Fat Bastard scene. <laughs> I didn't have corn. Fucking hilarious on top of the <laughs> yeah like you fucking like laugh at everything gold member so yeah, so I, I i think gold i think gold member was bastard. invented to really like 
hit that line of making people just pull their head back and go, oh. Yeah. Goldmember was the, the, so the bad. Skin, Can I get the you a skin, sh- the legs. Can a pancake? Bong All of that. Crippin' a pancake. All of that. He was fucking terrible. Goldmember is by far the worst character mm-hmm. Mike Myers has. But Fat Bastard. No. Fat Bastard no. is great. Fat, Fat Bastard ugh. is fucking hilarious. Goldmember is absolutely disgusting. Can we talk about one of the my second favorite scene? And that's when Can we? Austin Powers Can we? and Foxy Cleopatra have their conversation together inside Club Sixty Nine. Oh my god! The, with Nathan, with they use Nathan, Nathan Lane. Yeah. Yes, Nathan Lane comes in and he just they do that so perfectly. So perfect. I, I want to know how many like takes it took. I wouldn't be surprised if he knocked that out on very few takes because it seemed so natural. You almost see like Beyonce's reactions to like, is he really being that over the top sassy? Like, you know, almost (laughs) like she was breaking character in some of those moments because Nathan Lane, like, like he was so animated, so believable. Like, and he plays that role well. Like, he can be Mm -hmm. the sassy guy. He can be. I mean, he's very. He evolves well into whatever he kind of slips into. I, I, yeah, JJ, absolutely, man. So did she, like, I, I I don't know when they met or anything like that, when they, you know, kind of got Mid-2000s, together. Mid-2000s, it was sometime at that point. I'm so sure. I, I wonder if this was kind of like a uh, a stepping point for them to connect with each other because you have a Jay-Z song that they cover while Dr. Evil and Mini-Me are in gin oh, pop yeah. prison. And then she's in this movie maybe hey we met at the premiere or premiere really kicked things off and jay-z's like "Ooh, there's a girl that's half my age that seems like something i'd be interested in <laughs> fucking creepy <laughs> let's go to three <laughs> austin accompanied by foxy travels to tokyo and they confront fat bastard who is now a sumo wrestler fat bastard reveals that businessman mr roboto is working on a device for dr evil and gold member Austin and Foxy meet with Roboto, who plead ignorance. Austin and Foxy infiltrate Roboto's factory, where the command unit for the tractor beam is being loaded into Goldmember's car, and Roboto gives Goldmember a golden key needed to activate the beam. Foxy confronts Goldmember while Austin attempts to free Nigel, but Goldmember escapes and flees to Dr. Evil's submarine. Scott Evil presents Dr. Evil with sharks with frickin' laser beams attached to their heads, a request that he had gone unfulfilled previously. Roboto then dies when Scott causes him to fall into the shark pool. Dr. Evil replaces Mini-Me with Scott as his favored son, and the rejected clone defects and joins Austin and Foxy. So yeah, the most of these Roboto scenes, the we kind of touched a little bit on the peeing, the subtitles. I do remember a point in time when I watched these, and I did find them funny. But I feel like after multiple watches, they lose their humor drastically. And I think Fast. a lot of what you said, Steve, is they just draw on longer. And we've seen a lot of jokes, uh, a lot of the 80s movies we've seen. They do a lot of these drawn-out jokes, but you don't like them until close to 8 to 10 seconds in. That's when they really get funny. These are the, They're the opposite. They start off funny, and they just... Really, you're eating asparagus when only a few people actually smell the asparagus pee in the world. But you're eating it, and it's instant. Like I get it; it's the whole. It's Wait, a parody, only a it's few a movie, people funny. smell asparagus pee. Yeah, evidently yeah, it's a gene that it's... only a few people can actually smell the asparagus pee. Smell. I've got that gene. I do too. 
I don't think I do. I think it all smells. <laughs> I do too. We eat asparagus all the time, and I'm like, God damn. It's like I know what I know when I eat asparagus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or any- okay. I just I just learned something new today. That's fucking nice. <laughs> all right. But no, you're right, Brian. Yeah. I, I I agree with you. Those. <clears throat> I mean. Those scenes, you're right. Yeah, we'll see three-minute scenes, and we will have 15 to 20 seconds of pure fucking comedic gold. But you can't make scenes that are only 20 seconds long. So then they get... JJ, what's the saying? Milking a dead horse? Like, that's just what we're doing here. It's just gross and weird, and every time I say it, I I think more and more about the image, and it's just... But then we have the scenes that will last a lifetime in this movie that will never die. And those are the scenes with Fat Bastard. <laughs> I mean... Oh, fourth wall breaking. There we go. The whole, like, him and his wire jumping up. Oh, I hope my wire holds me. I is hope that- my wire team is ready. <laughs> so, his fat suit, though. Was Let's talk about the... Fu- I was just going there. The, the detail that oh, they put God. into that. The fucking skin tags on his titties. The skin, the little, the sores, the redness under the fucking, like, in the folds and stuff. Dude. Unbelievable. You want to talk about, like, I, I know this movie didn't win any Oscars of any weight, like, any awards probably at all. But they should have gotten, like, the special effects team or something should have won some kind of award for how well they fucking made that. The fucking costume team who made the, like, you know, the Dr. Evil shit, the Mini-Me stuff, the Fat Bastard stuff, the... Any of those, those those people should have, you're right, man, that was, that fat suit was fucking, and then later on when it became his skinny suit. (laughs) When my neck looks like a vagina. vagina. Went on the subway tight like jetted. Lost well, that joke on. didn't age well. Yeah, either. that joke didn't fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking. Man. I laughed my ass off just because of that. Oh. There's but a lot I mean, of stuff that didn't age well with this movie, unfortunately. But I mean, I, I, I do love, like, like you said, Brian, they 100% broke the fourth wall. I enjoyed a lot of the, the submarine scenes, too. Like, at this point in the movie. There's kind of losing you because we don't have as many of those prime jokes. But with this, we got a lot of the Seth Green action. And as much of a dick as he is, I loved his interaction with with his dad. The the, the ass cream joke. You know, <laughs> how many times do we get buy ice cream? And we're joking about buying ass cream, you know? And it's it fits so well, I think, between the chemistry between Seth Green and uh, Mike Myers. That, that whole scene two going to the submarine where I mean you have Goldmember pop on the uh, CB radio and he's like this is Goldie Bank (laughs) (laughs) which was so that was hilarious right their their whole trucker talk with the CB stuff oh my god that was absolutely ridiculous I don't know how many (laughs) that is probably the most quote like I quote that part directly more than anything i'm like you some bitch pile monkey nuts <laughs> just get it on he's got that fucking trucker hat on and everything's ready to go hey i'm pulling into your mouth now and he fucking like loads up are <laughs> well, you ready for uh scene number four yes sir i believe so sweet jj you want to read it 
Okay, oh, fine. JJ, we'll no. We'll have somebody else read it then, if you don't. <laughs> the trio infiltrates the submarine, but Austin is captured. Dr. Evil prepares to activate the tractor beam, but Foxy steals the key and frees Austin. Austin prepares to shoot Dr. Evil when Nigel appears and reveals that Austin and Dr. Evil are actually brothers. Confused, Dr. Evil explains that his parents died in a car accident and he was brought up by evil Belgians. But Nigel reveals that the explosion came from an assassination attempt and he thought only Austin survived. Dr. Evil, revealed to be named Dougie, Austin, Nigel, and Mini-Me embrace, enraging Scott, who leaves to pursue his own vengeance while Goldmember commandeers the tractor beam's control, unzipping his trousers to reveal his golden cover genitalia to be a spare key. His Vinky! Goldmember activates the tractor beam, but Austin and Dr. Evil work together to reverse its polarity, destroying the meteor and saving the world. Brian, just like you were saying, we're to the point where the tractor beam i wish we would all three have done that at the same time but my heart's broken it's okay <laughs> just sorry <laughs> you, you, only, you still only give half steve you gotta go all I'm in two hands tractor are you missing beam. a finger are you missing a finger no you're not. I so you am. it doesn't it using. doesn't bend but proceed so they're on the submarine this is where we really see the submarine being Dr. Evil's full body. And his little feet are paddling the entire Dude, that submarine. cracks me up every time I see it. And, like, yeah, the fart bubble comes out. But I yeah. think the feet is funnier than the fart bubble. It's so I, I fucking I stupid. I, I, it is. It's brilliantly absolutely. fucking stupid. He, he calls the world organization. Yes. World organization. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But I mean, they they, they they give the demonstration, and then here comes the, the 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 joke, the famous Austin Powers jokes. Oh, you talking about the 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 tits going across the radar? Oh God, no! Looks, that's that's the boobs. That's the famous Austin Powers joke. You know. And I can't decide, is that, is it lazy or is it fun because it's a callback? And I, I really, I, I, I go back and forth. I feel like I've been on both sides of this argument before talking about this movie. And I think I'm landing it's lazy. I think so, man. I mean. Because I didn't find it as funny, especially with the whole Ozzy Osbourne thing at the end. Like, I just didn't find it hitting as well. I, I, I think, especially in Goldmember. There's such a broad spectrum of dick jokes that you can make. Like, <laughs> why not keep the dick thing going? Instead, they move it to boobs. Ozzy calls him out. Well, it's the same fucking joke they used in the, in the last fucking movie. You see, they got the boobs, Ozzy. You can't understand Got anything on. he's saying, but that's what it is. But, I mean, he hits the nail right on the head. Like, yeah, it's the same joke. And they try to renew it. It just doesn't hit as well. All right, I know the ending's coming. I don't actually know if I've watched the movie start to... Like, I watch this movie often, but I don't know if I actually watch it from beginning to end as many times as I think I have. Because the ending's very... It feels rushed at moments. Yeah. A lot of random it, jokes. I, go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say, it, it really feels like they spent too much time on the first part of the movie and making mm -hmm. these longer scenes and dragging out these jokes and dragging all of this out. And then at the very end, they were like, 
shit. I mean, everybody's got a schedule. We got to be out of here in <laughs> fucking two weeks. So John Travolta's <laughs> going to be is is needs to go do something else with right? John Travolta and Tom Cruise have to go do some stuff with the uh, yeah with the Church of the Scientology. So we got to hurry up. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, like basically, that's what it seemed like, was they fucking, like, were just like, holy shit, we didn't schedule this outright, we're out of time, so, um, here's the ending of the movie, fucking, let's go! I did feel like they gave Mini-Me a little bit more, um, more of an, because an, an, he didn't say any words, but, like, he had more of an option to actually act when he was... You know, Austin's mini versus Dr. Evil's mini. We see a little bit more of his physical humor. We see the little note passing with Beyonce. You want a little midget in or sorry. You want a little uh, little you want a little clone in you? Shit. Too much. But you know, like we get a lot more of that. We see some of this physical comedy, you know, behind the, the behind curtain the curtain scene. scene. Again, a recall to previous Austin Power movies, but but I think I actually think that one is the best one. It hits better than the other repeat jokes. Yeah. I will agree. I mean, I, I love also the fact that whenever uh, Nigel Powers is talking to Mini Me, he says like, "Oh, it's like a baby's arm holding an apple," and like all of his little jokes, little jokes <laughs> that he makes, he's like, "Oh." I thought I smell cabbage, like all of that. But I mean, his baby's arm holding an apple, and then you flash to the to the screen scene, and he's like, hands him an apple, and it's tosses the apple up. He grabs it, takes a bite out of it, hands it back down to him, disappears. I fucking love it. That the the, the fucking sailor's face whenever he's peeing in the cup, and he's just. Oh my god. Dude. I'm fucking I I don't care like it doesn't matter how mature you are. That's fucking funny. Like you have to laugh at that. But I mean, Mini Me must have been like chemically engineered as a clone to never feel pain. <laughs> Dude gets tossed around like a freaking rag. Doll oh my seat. god! <laughs> I mean, he gets the shit beat out of him. I love the fact Austin like breaks open like a champagne bottle, uses it as a knife, and Mini V grabs like one of the little. Dude, Mini V grabs that little tiny bottle, door. breaks it, uh, tosses it. <laughs> that's right, the little the the mini bar bottle. <laughs> I mean, you, you gotta love that little sense of humor. Even like when they're breaking out of prison, big giant spotlight on Doctor Evil and a small, tiny little spotlight on Mini Me. Like, <laughs> there was something I want to talk about with the prison scene. So when he's like, you know, when when him and the Frau fucking like start making out, very uncomfortably yeah. weird, and then like he pulls the key out, no reason. No, the cuff key fucking did nothing for them. Why? It was a backup, just in case. Why even fucking, like, risk the makeout session with the cuff key and didn't even show the cuff key when they had nothing to fucking do with it? Nothing. I think that was the front door key is what that was. So they were going to get all the way through, and then that was the last uh, That was the, the small little key you could fit in your mouth and your tongue was the one to get out. I think I it mean, was just honestly would you just for <sighs> If you were in prison, Steve, would you expect that a handcuff key would unlock the front door? 
And again, Steve's given us opinions here. He's never been to prison. He is not the guy to be asking anything about getting to prison, getting out of prison. This dude don't know shit. <laughs> That's fair. I don't I don't know shit about escaping again, prison. White clean cut as we get oh, here, folks. God. This guy's got no edges here. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. You a circle. <laughs> you a circle. <laughs> You round as fat bastard. Oh, fuck. Oh, 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 <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up with number five. Goldmember turns to the camera to reveal the entire story was adapted into a film called Austin Pussy and was directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Tom Cruise as Austin. Kevin Spacey as Dr. Evil, Danny DeVito as Mini-Me, and John Travolta as Goldmember. Upon exiting the cinema, Austin and Foxy encounter Fat Bastard, now thin but with a sagging flesh thanks to the Subway diet. As Austin and Foxy kiss, Scott Evil, now completely bald, dressed and behaving like his father, declare he will get his revenge against Austin before dancing like Michael Jackson. Is this one of the first kisses that we ever see Austin Powers make? I, I don't know. I don't think so. He, what's her name in the first one? He kisses her, doesn't he? Doesn't she? Or he? I don't know. I, 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 just I think, think he does of... kiss her, though. Oh, you do? I, I couldn't remember. And I didn't want to look it up because I wanted it to be a topic of discussion. But you see, this. this is definitely the first time that Foxy Cleopatra and Austin Powers touch lips. Elizabeth Hurley. Yes, Elizabeth Hurley. Elizabeth Hurley, yep. Gosh, she's so awesome. But yes, I think that, uh, I, I I don't know, I, I don't think it's the first time that he actually kissed somebody, didn't he? He's like fucking like, almost like kissing the, the, the Japanese, I don't want to say, I can't, fuck me and fuck you. Uh, he's, like, he's like, like lip kissing them too, you know when Basil. No, he 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 never did. Yeah. They oh, were like touches. they were like kissing on his neck and stuff like that, and he, he then breaks it's into that like growling. But <laughs> as as weird as this ending was, I think it helped them wrap it up without them giving us more of a rushed feeling. I feel like if they kept trying to end the movie the way they were in the submarine and stuff like that, I just. Steve would have fucking had a, a conniption. Like, he just would not have been able to settle with the way they wrapped I it up. So couldn't. I do feel like this was the best option for them, going back to the callback, the cameos. Yes. I will say but, I, I will say I hated it, though, because he's up on the tower, and he, he the, the polars. They reverse the polarity. Yeah, I like the way I said it better. The polars get opposited. <laughs> Opposite Yes. Putting that on a t-shirt. That's what I'm here for. T-shirts. Oh, and my good looks. And my good looks. If you want no, to see pul- these good looks, check us out on Spotify and YouTube. Bingo. So anyway, the polars get opposited. And then all of a sudden, Goldmember is now getting his golden wang. Shocked. He falls down. And that's and, it. Well, he misses the fucking shark tank. The shark with the freaking laser beams on their freaking heads. He misses it. Like, 
Let's seal the deal. I know you want to introduce John Travolta right here, but goddamn, pop that motherfucker down in that Shark Tank. Which is something that we didn't talk about because Dr. Evil has been wanting these sharks with lasers, which is what causes the whole fucking thing, right? To where, you know, Scotty gets him those sharks with lasers, which makes him favor him over Mini-Me, which turns Mini-Me makes Mini-Me this double agent working for fucking now for Austin Powers and, and by whoever else and Foxy. And then that's what allows them to fucking come in. So it was, it was really the sharks with lasers that turned the whole fucking thing in the favor of Austin. Scotty, but, but okay. And Scotty so, so, and Austin, but, yeah. But so, so how do you... How do you go from loving this clone that you are treating like a child dog? I mean, he's basic—he's basically a puppy. <laughs> well, he can't talk. <laughs> it's like freaking catnip for clones. Like, he still makes on the floor. <laughs> he's, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's fucking humping the legs. Of <laughs> I mean, he's basically a puppy. Not to demean anything with the little people, but that's... Well, he's cologne. He's not a little person, so it's all right. That's true. We don't treat But, I mean, people. like, how does how does Dr. Evil automatically go from... I mean, he gets hit in the nuts by the meteor during the dem demonstration. And he, like, pops up. And I think that's where we really see the first time that he's like, Oh, you asshole! Like, how could you do that? But then automatically, as soon as he sees the sharks with the freaking laser beams on their freaking heads, he, like, just turns on Mini-Mean. He drops that that whole line of, like, oh, it seems a little crowded in here. Everybody leave. Oh, not you, Frau. Not you, number two. Not you, henchman over there. Not you, henchman turning knobs, making it look like you're doing everything. Not you, henchman carrying the heavy wrench. That was and one of those like, jokes that did get better as it progressed. He looked at him and was like, it's kind of uncomfortable. This is uncomfortable. The one can't take a hit. <laughs> he doesn't know he's small. <laughs> he doesn't know that he is tiny or tiny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do love I do love and I I actually use this line probably more than anything is um, move down the bench. <laughs> but, but I mean, how, like, yeah, you do that every time does, we start an episode. One... Steve's in your spot. Yeah, I know. Right? No, Wolfgang actually move down, down the bench. bench. <laughs> you automatically do it. But to Steve. I think Wolfgang. I think it was the um, the sharks with lasers. Obviously, right? Sharks with lasers. Because Mini-Me's never done anything for him, for him. But now Scotty is like stepping up to the bat, right? It's like Scotty's saying, I love you, Dad. He's like, I, I, I love you, you know? But Mini-Me hasn't done anything. Mini-Me's like a little puppy, right? So, okay, well, now I'm going to allow my son he? to take the place. Right, you're right. How could he's he? a wet blanket? He can't communicate to anybody else that he is wanting to get Doctor Evil, freaking sharks with freaking lasers in their freaking heads. Well, he how did he? How did he tell fucking them that he wanted to like flip on Doctor Evil? How was he? Able, was just by writing notes because that's all. Seemed all he could do is write notes. 
Yeah, him and the mole just had a quite the handwritten conversation. And I mean, actually, I will say Nigel. Nigel has fucking superpowers. Nigel can flip fucking anybody. He flipped those four chicks that were guarding him. Now he's like making out with them. That dude is but smooth as shit. Did he though? He did. He did. Because they were all pointing guns at him. No. And those four chicks trying to shoot him. No, not the four chicks that were guarding no. him in 1975. Yeah, but then whenever they're about when Dr. Evil like peels off his fucking skin, he's like gold put member? That in the skin box. Oh. Or yeah, gold oh, yeah. is like, like put that in the skin box. It's a keeper. Ding <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's like, now I'm going back to 2002, kill Austin Powers and his Faja. And then, they, like, the same four girls are pointing the guns at him. So I don't did know, he really man. turn them? But then, well, he's also got those one guys where he tells, like, hey, really? I'm, I'm going to one-hit chop you to his little judo yeah. chop, and he falls, and the next guy, he's like, really? You're an, do you know how many henchmen, I've unnamed henchmen I've killed? Just just lay down. And the guy literally just, like, roll. See, I know that was dude, I'm, I'm, I'm not arguing he's with got, you at all. On he's this. got fucking I superpowers. Think you, I think you are 100% correct, because even, he, even he, when it... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, even when he's about to get his nuts melted into gold, he, like, <laughs> you know, he they, they get him off of the... Conveyor belt. conveyor belt and he's like i would have gotten out on my own you know that starts kind of that fighting dialogue and everything like that but he he starts talking and cracking his jokes his wit comes through his smoothness and foxy cleopatra's like dude i've had i've had the young Steed. Young I want mole. the now I, want the, <laughs> I want the old steed now <laughs> that's right if you notice, he also does the same thing to Austin. What do you mean? So, back in the uh, scene where he's captured and he's on the bed with the four, you know, women henchmen. Henchwomen. Henchwomen? Henchwomen, I guess. I don't know what you call them. <laughs> but, you know, he's Hinch he's ladies. like in bed with them and he's like, Dad, I'm here to rescue you. And he's like, he's like, oh, well... He cracks that joke. Oh, oh! I, I took a, I've had a stick, or I <laughs> took a Viagra, got stuck in my throat. He's like, ah, I had a stiff neck for hours. Ah, oh, thank you and very much. And then Austin, Austin and his dad start talking in old English. Yes. <laughs> you know, shat on a turtle. Two sixes and a seven. You want the old smackers with the chip? Oh yeah, we love that. Yeah. I try to memorize that. It didn't Could, yeah, they, can't do it. They start talking like that, and it just like kind of mesmerizes the women behind him. But he's also mesmerizing Austin. They, the only time we really see Austin fight back is when they get to the sub, and they, or well, no, I'm sorry, not when they get to the sub, it's but very when they loud, get Brian. to. I cut it later. Okay, cool. Oh, did you shit yourself? No, his. A little bit. Oh yeah, but like. They're they're talking about infiltrating the lair versus like coming back with a group of armed men to take it over, which is basically the the same thing, just a little bit less people. But Nigel Powers is like real fucking heavy on this idea. Austin is real heavy on this idea. They fight and then the nanny gets brought up. 
and Nigel sways the conversation his way and makes him kind of forget everything and just kind of like swoons over Austin as well. Like he does have the superpower. He's fucking he super that. dude. That casually brings up how his son was molested by some older yes. woman. Like it just plays off. Like what? He fucking like dude. He can sway. Any, he he sways like like hey hey mini me show me your dick. Hey, not only am I going to get you to show me your dick, but I'm also going to like convince you to like come over to my side with it. You know, it's like well, and it's what? weird. Thirty seconds prior to that, he had just made fun of me. You know, the cabbage joke, and he made one more slide at Mini Me, and then he starts bringing them over. So I'm like, you essentially just made two comments to offset the dick comments you just or dickish comments you made, literal dick comments. So it was like, how is he swooning Mini-Me to his side while also degrading, you know, putting him down? He fucking puts was, him down, but then, like, builds him up to his face. He dude. Oh, shit, Mini-Me builds himself up with that rocket. Yeah. Shot. Well, <laughs> so enough for Britney Spears to notice, too. Here's one oh, thing. Oh, you talking about the after credit scene. <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's one thing I don't understand. I've never been in a point in my life it has never been offered to me but i i have never like ever had the opportunity no that's wrong don't want to use that word <laughs> i've never there's no words that i could like either of you could say to me that i'd be like yeah here's my penis <laughs> No, I'm going to agree with you because my memory's not as good. But I remember a college night. No. Oh my god! See, I guess the only time I saw it was when we were throwing flour at you when you're in the shower and you come chasing out of us after us naked. Good times. Good times. Yeah, you did see my dick. That that's that's. JJ <laughs> was pissed. You interrupt his shower. That was not the time you fuck with JJ. <laughs> no, I wasn't even about that. It wasn't I don't even blame you, my shower. It wasn't even my fucking shower. You ruined my fucking Texas flag shower curtain. Oh. You had all friends that were non-Texans, man. What, yeah, what John was a fucking Texan. And his you short little him? ass was the one that was trying to dump the flower over, which did not make sense. Brian's idea for John. <laughs> the shorter to guy. Grab the short, short guy. Over the to top. Grab a bag of flour, mean. dump it over the top <laughs> while I'm fucking washing my balls. He fails and like dumps just a tad bit out, like maybe a cupful, and then drops the whole bag. Not trying to talk. Yeah, drops the whole bag of flour. And then he goes, oh shit. Not trying to talk myself up, but I have great reflexes. I catch this bag of flour before it hits the fucking water, rip the fucking curtain open, and so the bathroom is here behind this wall. John's door is here, so it's just adjacent to it. Yeah. So I'm like holding this bag of flour, and he keeps poking his head through the fucking Butt doorway. Butt-ass naked. And I'm, I'm bare-ass naked, like, fucking Dripping like, wet. I'm like, come on, motherfucker, pop your head out of this bitch. I'll fucking hit you. And he's like, he's giggling. And he's like, you won't fucking do shit. You won't fucking do shit. And so finally he pokes his head out long enough. And I fucking, like, I'm talking Nolan Ryan hum this motherfucker. Oh, my God. It, there was flour in this house until they moved out. 
<laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I didn't live there. <laughs> oh, I got pee. <clears throat> it sounds like a fucking wet squirrel fighting a hedgehog. <laughs> That's a fucking image right there, but you couldn't have nailed it better than that. Oh my god. Well, this is the part of the podcast where you've heard us talk about it. Now it's time to figure out where it falls in our in our list of movie night movies. We're gonna throw it up on our too much meter. If this is your first episode, which I know it isn't. Our Too Much Meter is a 0 to 8 slice pizza scale. It's how we decide what's a great movie night movie. A 0 slice movie is going to be uh, learning skills from Jared from Subway and having your neck look like a vagina. And an 8 slice movie, well, it's going to be dancing with Britney Spears in her prime. Because it doesn't get much better than that. So this was my movie? I believe this was, was your movie? movie. I think this was my movie. Uh, so I will... Uh, you know what? Let me kick it off first. Let me start things going. Really? Steve, yeah, Steve. I know you like to you like to put the uh, the final cheese on the rest of the pizza. So let me let me start us off. Get us a solid score to to work with here. Now, everybody, let's get the camera on me here because I am troubled. I am so troubled with this score. Uh, my heart, my heart wants to give it six and a half, seven plus slices because I love this movie. I have so many fond memories of this movie. It's a movie I honestly fell in love with because of my wife. She adores this movie. She kind of forced it down me and I jumped into this franchise and really, really fell in love with Mike Myers post what I, I usually saw. We saw this budget go all over the place. I feel like we skimped in places. We overplayed in a lot, but there is gold despite the name of this movie. There is gold in this movie. There's probably 15 solid minutes of some of the best movie scenes, movie lines we've ever seen. But with that, we have to code it with <laughs> some shit. we got to code it with Mike Myers yelling, being way too loud, trying to find his self as this womanizing spy. It's a spoof movie. It is what it is. It's a better than average movie. But it's got some holes, and it's still only... Only has a place for me on a movie night ever so rarely. So, ah. I'm going to give it five and a half slices here. I think we need to talk about the point where we open up our slice score to quarter slices. Because I think these half slices kind of pigeonhole sometimes. Because looking at my other scores, I don't all think it falls in with my other five and a halves. But I'm really struggling to, to place it anywhere else. So, I'm going to go five and a half slices. And guys, I need your help. Enlighten me. Where are y'all going with this? <sighs> JJ, do you want to go next? Or you want me to go next? I I, I would love to go next. You can if, go if ahead. You don't want to. No, go ahead. I, I know you like Brian said. You like to finish things off. You're the last guy that arrives at the gangbang. So I mean, this is. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you end it off. So so this movie has. I I mean, I laugh at it every time I watch it. I love it. It cracks me up. The jokes, yes, they get old. The storyline is absolute dog shit, but the it's just so funny. It's it's a great for a kid growing up in the early two thousands, mid two thousands, you know, before twenty ten kind of deal. I fucking loved it. I laugh my ass off at it every time. I I would I mean you have two movies that have the most well three movies that you have the most one-liners out of anchorman gold member and stepbrothers i mean you you have so many one-liners out of this movie that 
it doesn't matter how old you are. Unlike Steve said, if his youngest son were to watch this, he probably wouldn't get it. But he would use a lot of these one-liners when he watched it. It it's it it is what it is. You know, I really think that they they went over the top with this movie because they knew that this was going to be the last one. Did they leave it open to interpretation? Yeah. Could there be another one to follow? There could have been. Probably not now in this day and age. But yeah, I've you... heard there's rumors. Oh, hmm, exciting. We're never going to see Fat Bastard again. Thanks a lot, Jared. But he's in prison where he belongs, so who gives a shit about that? I'm going to give her five solid five slices. Not even slices. going on any type of quarter slice or whatsoever. <laughs> five. And that that was honestly a stretch because I was really leaning more towards four and a half. But I'm going to go with a solid five. Uh, it makes me feel a little bit better. I want to give this more, but it, it's it's really hard to. Steve, where you, you know what? You guys, I think, like really kind of have kind of hit it. This movie is a fun movie, but you know, I, I think that like this movie went a little bit too far as far as the Austin Powers franchise goes, right? I think like you know, I mean, it was it, it just pushed it too too hard. It went too much. It was like you know, bigger budget. Too many of the like trying to like throw into into the name stars. I think this was a movie that was just it was reaching for. To me, it said, "Hey, let's just try to make more money off of this franchise." And I don't really I don't appreciate that as a as a movie fan to where I feel like I'm being taken advantage of. You know, as like a movie watcher, I don't want to fucking feel like I'm. I I just don't want to feel like that, right? I want to watch a movie for it's like. It's entertainment value. It's what it brings to me as far as like emotion, whatever that may be, right? I don't want you to, I don't want to go to a movie and feel like I'm being sold on something, which I really kind of felt like with this movie. I did. I just, I just couldn't help it, right? Right from the beginning. Hey, here's these big actors. Here's these, you know, Quincy Jones. Here's Brittany. Here's, here's all of this stuff. I'm the, we're selling you. We're getting you into the movie theater because, hey, we know you're going to come and watch this because of its, this franchise. Anyway, I, I felt like I was, I was being taken advantage of by this movie. But as a, is, is it a good movie? No. Is it a fun movie? Absolutely. My wife would never watch it because she, would fuck, she doesn't agree with any of the humor that goes in with this. Um, doesn't agree. She, she just doesn't agree with it. <laughs> that should not be funny. Do not laugh. <laughs> so, and, and with all of that, I have to give this, this is a four, this is a four slice movie on average scale all the way. Right. Because there's just so many things that go with it. So four slices. Wow. So, I, I really so, thought I was gonna be the low one. Here's, here's what I took away from your synopsis. Steve. Yes, sir. Your your rating of this movie, um, to me, it sounded like, just like Austin Powers, you have daddy problems with this movie. <laughs> I may have some daddy problems with this movie. Yes, I it just it just <laughs> to me it came off that you were like, daddy wasn't there. 
just wasn't there this movie one. just wasn't not, there for me i guess right did he not take it like take you to the fair or <laughs> change your underwear there were no japanese twins waiting for me with this movie if there was it might have been higher but if i'd have watched this with japanese twins yes but no unfortunately that doesn't happen in real life I'm really surprised I had the highest score. I really thought I was going to be one of the lower ones. Really? But we take my five and a half, JJ's five, and Steve's four. It's going to give us a 4.83 splice movie. Wow. Which I don't think it's an unfair score. I think this movie is a must. I think it needs to be watched by most, especially in our generations. The younger ones, I get it. It doesn't really hold up as well. It's going to be harder, but there is a still plenty of people my age that have not seen this this trilogy any of these movies and it, it's, it's a must it's as close as you can say is a, a fucking must <clears throat> but we look at it where it falls with the rest of our movies it's going to be in the 23 position it is going to be tied with oh, jj brace yourself the mummy it is not as good as white men can't jump unbreakable and mr and mrs smith but it's better than the watch kick-ass and law-abiding citizen and guys, I really can't fight much here. I like where it sits. It's actually not better than the watch law abiding law abiding uh, or kick ass. Unfortunately, I watched this before but, the watch and kick ass. Yes, I oh, yeah, I I think I agree with that. Um, I think the mummy, as I always say, scores way higher. But um, and yet you gave it a zero. Hmm. <laughs> now I do I do want to bring something else up. And I may have just now noticed it, or Brian, did you change it? Um, are you trying to be Seth Green's dick, or are you trying to say <laughs> Seth Green's a dick? Well, he was a dick, but now I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm on Seth's team green here. Let me be that you, wang. You are, like, showing that you're possessive. <laughs> no, he's possessive he's of me. He's possessive of you as his dick. Uh, I'm Seth Green's dick. You don't argue with those little guys. They got a temper. <laughs> that red hair is not just from genetics. If you it's had, a fiery personality. If you had, if you had A in front of that, then fine. Seth Green is A, but now you're just saying Seth Green's dick. <laughs> That's me. I love me. So I bet he puts it in some enjoyable places. Oh fuck. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I noticed that right off the bat. God damn it! I didn't but I notice did it. But I did not want to say any. Oh yeah, I changed all. it during the the too much rating. I went from a dick to just. Oh god okay. damn it! <laughs> guys, I had a huge, great fucking time yes. watching this movie with you guys. I loved breaking it down. As all of our followers know, they know to tell their friends, subscribe, click the bell, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Guys, what do we got for us? Close this out. Let's do it. JJ? Hey, we're not all in shape or anything like that, but we don't have vagina for next. <laughs> so come on and check us out on our video feed on YouTube and Spotify.